On the other hand, outlasting the supervisor's last prediction of four months and you'll be swallowing broken glass to get out of this gig was not the victory I expected. Each new day felt like a defeat, or at best a confirmation that escape was one click farther down the road than yesterday. Some of the guys seemed to thrive on it. Fuck em. Some guys in prison thrived on being turned into fish. That wouldn't be me. Not that I ever did anything to warrant it, but when I watched prison flicks or read about it in books, I knew that I couldn't have survived it. Maybe I could take the privations, the beatings, and all of that, but I couldn't take being somebody's bitch. And yet, even the worst prison from before would be better, cleaner, and less terrifying than my current nine-to-five. I stood on the soup line, waiting my turn for a quart of hot water with some mystery meat and vegetables that tasted like they'd been boiling since before the fall. I looked over at a guy sitting on the tailgate of an old F-150. The man was holding a piece of meat and staring at it, crying with big silent sobs, snot running into the corners of his mouth. Nobody else was looking at him, so I looked away too. I was four back from the soup, and my soup bowl, a big plastic jug with a handle that had graduated marks on it like it was used to measure something once upon a time, hung from the crook of my right index finger. I looked down at it and saw that some of yesterday's stew was caked onto the side. I didn't know what was in that either. I closed my eyes and dragged a forearm across my face. Even doing that hurt. Little firecrackers popped in my biceps, and I could feel every single nerve in my lower and mid-back. They were all screaming at me, sending me hate mail. The line shuffled a step forward. Now I was even with the crying guy. I recognized him, one of the schlubs who were too useless even to swing a sledge, so they had him working cleanup in the kitchen trucks. I tried to stare at the back of a big Latino kid in the line in front of me, but his eyes kept sneaking over to steal covert looks. The man was still staring at the piece of meat. Christ, I thought. What did he think it was? Worst-case scenario was that they were going to be eating dog, or maybe cat. Cat wasn't too bad. One of the guys I currently shared a tent with had a good recipe for cat. Cat and tomatoes with bay leaves. Cheap stuff, but it tasted okay. Since the fall, I've had a lot worse. Hell, I've had worse before that, especially at that sushi place near Washington Square. The stuff they served there tasted like cat shit. I caught some movement and turned. The guy had dropped the chunk of meat and had climbed up onto the tailgate. The Latino kid, Ruiz, turned to me. Bet you a smoke that he's just seen God and wants to tell us about it. Sucker's bet, I said. But I had an extra smoke and shook one out of the pack for the kid. The kid nodded and we both looked at the man on the tailgate. It's not right, the crying man shouted in a voice that was phlegmy with snot and tears. We know it's not right. No shit, someone yelled, and there was a little ripple of laughter up and down the line. This isn't what we're here for, screamed the man. This isn't why God put us here. Fucking told you, said Ruiz. He's always God. Sometimes it's the voices in their heads, I suggested. Put there by God. Yeah. I said, okay. The screaming man ranted. A couple security guards wormed their way through the crowd, moving up quiet so as not to spook him. 
Last week, a screamer went apeshit and knocked over the serving table. Everyone went hungry until quitting time. But this guy wasn't going anywhere. His diatribe wasn't well thought out, and it spiraled down into sobs. I didn't get in the way or say...